Hey everyone, welcome to another week of Three Dudes with Booze. I'm Steven, and once again, I'm joined by EJ and Matt. Hey guys, how are you doing? Hey bud. Doing wonderful. Sweet. Glad you guys are here once again. And this week, we are discussing timeless classics. Now, just so everyone knows, uh, obviously each week we get together and kind of just hash out the next week's or the current week's topic. And EJ was the one who said, hey, let's, you know, let's talk about classics because obviously there's so much that has been done, whether it's movies, music, TV shows, uh, food, and just other things. So we figured, hey, let's talk about things that we consider classics and others might too. And uh, yeah, I think it should be a great show. So EJ, I guess tell us a little bit more about this this theme that you kind of came up with. Well, I don't know. I was, I, I think I was just like watching like late night TV and was watching, uh, I think it's like the Twilight Zone was on. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. This is a timeless classic. And then I was like, oh, we don't have a theme for the show. So let's do this. Nice. I know it is. That's nice. a great show. That's a great show. Actually, I went through a phase where I was just watching that nonstop. The um, late Jimmy Stewart was on a bunch of them. Really? I, he was. True story. True story. I remember that one episode where uh, actually I think it has uh, Shatner's in an episode and they're on, they're on the plane somewhere and there's some like monster on the wing. And, you were uh, actually you were actually just watching uh, Star Trek. Oh man, that was close. <laughs> yeah, probably. No, I, I do love Star Trek though. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> anyway, kind of getting to this week's show. Um, I wanted to start out because you know, obviously, once I got this idea in my head from from EJ and uh, started thinking about it, I, I took a took a while and just hey, you know, looking at movies and TV shows like. Which ones do I consider classics? And I guess to me, you know, timeless classic to me means not only do I think it's a it's a pretty like it's had a pretty good impact on society and just film or TV, but also if you put it against any other TV show, whether it's past or present, it's it stands up in terms of quality, in terms of production, in terms of just you know being a, a solid piece of entertainment. So my first thought for movies was of course the godfather because i mean whether you love you know action you love uh the mob and the mafia type of movies you like good acting you like uh you know kind of like the late 70s or i think mid to late 70s type of type of uh production for movies i mean this has it all for you so i mean for me when i first saw this i um i instantly you know loved it and to this day i can watch it over and over, and I, I'm never, I'm always just intrigued by it, and I always enjoy it. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? So, yeah, I guess, uh, like, for, for me, like, when I was thinking of this, Timeless Classics, it's got also got to be able to, like, stand up to time. There's a lot of great movies out there that are, like, you know, cult classics and stuff like that, but they absolutely don't stand up. Um, I would agree, yeah. yeah, Godfather's one of them. It's one that I would absolutely watch all the time. Uh Another one for me is like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like anytime yeah. it's on, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna stop on it. I don't care what part it is. <laughs> that and uh, and Ghostbusters is another one that I would watch too. Like you know the the old one with Bill sure. Murray and Dan Aykroyd, and that was that was a great movie. But I, I feel like it's got to be able to stand up to time. But yeah, yeah, definitely. And um, 
just so everyone listening knows, like surely you know it today. As I go through my my picks, I'm I'm not saying that these are you know the greatest ever. I'm just saying that in my opinion, and you know from what I've seen and I guess what I enjoy, I do think they're uh, worthy of the pick. But please don't feel like this is the end all be all, even though. You know, I, probably, I think I think people out there are gonna like take your word, and no matter what it is, they're just gonna be like, "That's it. I'm only watching The Godfather." Yeah. Well, hey, it wouldn't be a bad thing to do, but have some variety, you know. <laughs> um. Well, guys, before we get too much into the show, let's stop for a sec and um, talk about our drinks because each week, as well as having a discussion, we have three drinks in hand. So this week, I am drinking. This is my first week drinking not beer. So I I chose a whiskey called the the Balvini. It is a single malt. Is it malt. Balvini? That's is it a fucking the- stand up title title for a whiskey. The <laughs> Balvini the- coming it's- summer twenty twenty. I'm pretty sure it is the because it's like the you know it's like this is this is it this is the. All right, that's fine. It's a fourteen year aged uh, single malt Scotch whiskey. Aged in Caribbean cask. And uh, yeah, just a really good, really good whiskey. Um, I actually got this as a gift a couple of years ago. I uh, got two of them, drank one, and now I'm on my last bottle. So uh, yeah, just a, a really solid whiskey. Sitting? No, well, no. <laughs> you know, in like, one, in like 1.5 settings. But no, like seriously though, just to top it off, um, a really good whiskey, uh, pretty smooth and just... Uh, Really enjoy it, so I, I encourage everyone to check it out if you like whiskey and you're looking for a new, a new um, label. Honestly, I, I think that's a great whiskey too. I've I've had it many times. Yes, if I remember right. It's like lots of toffee, a little bit of fruit, some vanilla. It's so good. Yeah, and you see, folks. So if EJ says it, says it's good, then it must be a solid whiskey because EJ knows his whiskey. I don't know. I still drink garbage too. How dare you! <laughs> uh matt this this week what are you drinking this week i have something called southern star black crack yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice it is uh southern star here it's local and this is their buried hatchet stout which is bourbon barrel aged so that's awesome i was just talking about buried hatchet stout and how I, I like it quite a bit have you opened it yet Oh, pouring it now. There it is. Let's see this color. Oh, wait, hold that. Hold up by your mic. It sounded great. <laughs> I don't know if anyone can hear it. it. Sounds like an old man at a urinal. It looks. It looks so. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> That's dark. Yeah. Doesn't, that looks it so really doesn't get much darker than that. That looks pretty cool. I have not had that beer yet, but I am a fan of the buried hatchet. Apparently, you when you get it for like twelve dollars a can at Specs, twelve dollars a can. <laughs> yes, that's pretty awesome. So apparently, when that first came out, it was hard, hard to come by, and actually, yeah, for a while, like it was selling out everywhere. But obviously, now it's kind of on the shelves uh, here and there. But yeah, I, I hear it's pretty good. Stephen made a joke about it this morning, so I had to run out and get some. So that's my drink this week. That's awesome. And EJ, what's in your hand? Today I am. It's it's my first time drinking a beer on the show. It is. So I have a 
local Houston beer, Spindle Tap. I'm drinking Draped Up IPA. Little shout out to Bun B from his Trill album. You know, draped up and uh, dripped out. That's what Houston's all about. But uh, it's a it's a hazy IPA. Lots of citrus. It's actually really delicious. And I too spent way too much on beer today. It was like twenty one dollars for a four pack. Really? Wow. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, price is usually indicative of quality. And I would say that it was the case this time. How do you feel about that beer over there, Matt? This is really good. Very strong. All I'd say is it, it tastes like you think it would taste. I mean, buried <laughs> hatchet. The alcohol on it? Buried hatchet is all. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't say on the can, so I'll have to look it up. I'll have to use the Google machine. The Google machine? If you have to ask, you'll deserve it. I'm sure it's high, though. I, I'm sitting at six six five. Hold on. It's not too not too crazy. I think last so I think week it's my- safe to say we we all broke out the good stuff this week. Yeah, we have we it's a good week. <laughs> yeah. I think Hurricane last didn't week kill us. Steven's not, not on fire. I'm not. No, but I think last week, EJ, my hazy IPA was seven, so I, I beat you on the ABV. I would also like to note that uh, both Matt and I have a bottle of Campari, and uh, Stephen does not have a bottle of Campari. He instead drank uh, Bailey's Irish Cream. It's just the way that I I attempt to sacrifice myself for the show, okay? (laughs) I have an update. All right. 8.25 ABV. 8.25. Matt's going to be lit by the end of the show. (laughs) I thought it'd be higher, but that's still, still pretty good. 8.2. 8.2. Yeah. That's high, dude. And yeah. this is a uh, 16 ounce, so oh, I'll be yeah. feeling good. Nice. Mine well, is um, a, uh, also a 16 ounce, so I'll have to have like three of these. Then we'll be even. But we'll also do shots of Campari, and Steven will do shots of uh, of whipped cream vodka or whatever he's got over there. I'll do shots of uh, IPA. <laughs> Not really. Um, but yeah, guys, so as we... Um, all have our drinks and let's kind of get things going. So like I was saying uh, this week, timeless classics. And for myself, I, I kind of went through and looked at movies and TV shows and I, and I thought, well, let me just look, uh, look back and think of three for each category and, and put those out there. So of course I talked about the Godfather already, but I also, cho- I also chose two other movies that once again, you know, I don't think these are the end all be all for, for film, but I do think, for me and for a lot of other people, when you look at movies that stand up and that at the time were pretty big um, for many reasons, these are two that have to be on the list. So I, 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 cho- I chose also the movie Rudy, you know, about Rudy from Notre Dame. who, who uh, What was his last name? Rudiger. So actually his name was Daniel Rudy Rudiger, but I guess for the movie that they just used Rudy for whatever reason. Um. But of course, for those that that have not seen the movie yet, it just kind of goes – it talks about his life early on when he was uh, in college and he was struggling to make it into Notre Dame and join the football team. So just a a really good sports movie in addition to, I guess, you know, looking at motivation and uh, someone's will to succeed. Um, Beyond that, my last movie was uh, a a really good holiday favorite called – Sex in the City. (laughs) Called National Lampoon's. Christmas Vacation, uh, of course, it's a Chevy Chase Never movie. Never heard of it. Yeah. 
Chevy Chase movie that uh, you know it's a zany little comedy about a family <laughs> family at Christmas time. So wacky. <laughs> family at Christmas time, and uh, you know you got fires and squirrels, uh, squirrels, and you got uh, toupees and all this other stuff. So I, I know for me, like every time around Christmas, it's definitely one that I watch and uh, never get tired of it. So I feel I feel like there's two types of families like that watch movies during Christmas. There's the vacation and then there's Christmas story. Like there's not yeah. really anything in between on that day. Yeah. But I also think they play those movies both on loop all day. They do. I think they for sure for sure Christmas story is on loop. I'm not sure about National Lampoon's it probably. Um and then for for TV shows um I think TV shows there's such a huge like pool to um to look at and actually pull from but I guess looking back at like the '90s and just uh, shows that like I watched and my family watched growing up, uh, I I chose again three, and those are going to be Friends because I, mean, I don't know, like Friends wasn't my favorite show in the world at all. But I, I feel like I feel like you're right though. It is a timeless classic. It's not something that I'm going to watch every day. But uh, yeah, I I, I, I feel do. confident that right now these three dudes can name at least two episodes of Friends. I didn't personally watch the show, but I definitely agree it. It probably deserves to be considered a uh, all-time or a what are we calling it? <laughs> timeless classic. Timeless classic. There we go. I was I was reading that list and you know I was thinking I was like I was like oh maybe Seinfeld is but then I thought about it and I was like mm-hmm. I, I I went down this rabbit hole on Reddit one time to where it was basically that like every episode of Seinfeld could be solved with an iPhone. So it's not timeless, right? Like it's not a timeless classic. <laughs> It doesn't hold up. Like literally, everything could have been fixed. Well, yeah, because it was, it was a show about nothing, and uh, it was uh, maybe that helps it be a classic. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think it was. They well, should just was, redo it now, and they're all like three minutes long. Pretty much. <laughs> How do I get tickets to the movie? And then he just presses a button. <laughs> but it's one of those shows that it, it was just so like outrageously simple that it, made, it worked out for some reason. Um. Well, yeah, I like I you mean, said one of those shows. Can you name another one like that? Off the top of my head, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, an, I guess another show that I thought about for this list, but didn't quite make it, was the show Married with Children. Like, I feel like that show was also kind of simple, yeah. but it it made sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, it made, I guess so. But I don't know if it mean, rises to like the classic status, but it was it was definitely a. A good show at the time. I mean, it definitely was for, for the time. It was edgy, yeah. So it kind yeah, of pushed sure. boundaries of TV. Uh, I'm sure it like pushed and like made way for other things to hit, you know, mainstream TV that probably wouldn't be there if if that show hadn't been there, right? Uh, especially in the way of sitcoms. Oh yeah, for sure. As far as sitcoms, like it, it definitely like I think without that show, like a, a lot of stuff. Like wouldn't have come to the uh, to the forefront as it did. So, so next, and I think this show was a big part of my like childhood. Just growing up watching MTV and just um just seeing the show and like there was move, there's like video games and like all these other things from it. But uh, the show Beavis and Butthead again, people might not think it's like a award winning show, but I think at the same time, like it, it was just so different at the time that for me, like I, I always, I always. Even now, like I look back and I'm like, man, that was a good show. And like I, I missed watching that show. So, I mean, that yeah. was a that was it a was breakout huge for Mike Judge. It, it was yeah. a huge breakout for him. Yeah, um, and you and can then, go back 
now and and watch the old you know old episodes of it. And it's still just as good. So and it, it also paved the way. Like, it, it paved the way for King of the Hill, and I say helped push along the Simpsons and help you know even pave the way for South Park, which is still mm-hmm. how many seasons in like. I, it, I, it, they have to be in their like late twenties, early thirty seasons. Right. Yeah. Like you guys were saying, um, obviously, you know, Mike Judge went on to do King of the Hill and um, I think a couple other uh, shows, but a whole bunch of movies. Yeah. Idiocracy. Movies. Yeah. Idiocracy, which is extremely Office relevant space. today. Yeah. Yes. Office Space. I would say Office Space was the time lifts classic until you realize that they're Absolutely. beating up a fucking copy machine. Oh. Or what was it a fax machine, right? <laughs> it was a... Uh, yeah. I think yeah. a fax machine. Or yeah. a printer. Yeah. I don't know. So printer. something you just Some don't piece of office equipment. Something you don't use anymore. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> <laughs> One of those old-timey devices. <laughs> I think it was a rotary phone, if I remember right. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. But yeah, I would call Office Space a uh, all-time classic or a uh, timeless classic. Yeah, that's it's it's a great movie. Jennifer Aniston, you just went right back mm-hmm. to uh, to Friends. Yeah, but I feel like for Office Space. I mean, I agree with you all, but I feel like at the same time that would sort of there's a smaller, I guess, following for for that movie. So I'm not sure if that puts it up into the classic. I mean, arena. Office Office Space also like again, it was another one of these things that just laid path. I mean, it. it you know, at the time you have Office Space coming out, you've got Clerks coming out, which laid the fucking path for people like Seth Rogen and, you know, all these other, like, breakout comedians, uh, all the Paul Rudd camp, things like that. Like, that, I, I don't think they would have been the same if, you know, those movies hadn't been made. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And I, and I think... Um... I know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> And so lastly, and this show is more of a homage to like my mom, my mom because she used to love this show and still probably watches it. But Sabado Gigante. Oh man. With Don Francisco. He was cool. Oh, there's a timeless classic. <laughs> Heck yeah. That is a fucking timeless classic. I can't tell you how many episodes of that I've seen. That show I mean, that show is like if you don't know what's going on, which you never do, that show is like <laughs> I never did. I had no idea. I just I don't speak Spanish. I didn't know what was going on, but I could still watch it. <laughs> All I know is there were chicks I could still be very entertained. Slipping slides and shit. <laughs> There's like clowns and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But my last show is the Andy Griffith show. You know, I think the show itself, I mean, was definitely based more in like the the old timey feeling of you know TV and families and. I think for a while, I think for most of the show it was black and white, if not all the shows. So I mean, it was definitely like an older TV show. But I just remember like the opening, like the the whistling. What was, intro. what was the time period for the like the the actual setting for the show? I know the I show itself was like the the first season was in the '60s, but yeah, I, I want to say it was actually filmed in 1960, if like 59, 60. But I, what what was the time period? Was it supposed to be like in the 30s? Because I, I feel like I've watched that show and I'm just like, man, this is really old. And then knowing that it was filmed in the 60s, I'm like, wait, there's no hippies around. What's going on? They're not listening to the Beatles. <laughs> well, I guess the, the early 60s is like the Sullivan era of the Beatles, though, right? When was it? When was the first season? I want to say 1960. I feel like it was. I've also, during this short conversation about movies and TV, realized how much I know about like random ass shit. Yeah, it was... 
1960 to 1968. And I think the show itself, like the actual plot for the show was, wasn't too far from the sixties itself. So it was around there. Um, those are my, my picks. For I, I feel like it was pretty far from the sixties. I mean, if you remember, right, there's just like this, like little town and the, he's a cop and he like locks the drunk in every night. And he's like, don't do that. <laughs> I don't, I don't really feel like that. That's timeless. Classic. Is it timeless? Yeah. Or is it a classic? Yes. Is it timeless? I don't think so. Well, I, I mean, mean so timeless, it's got to hold up. So yes, I guess technically it's a period comedy. Well, yeah, but I feel like if you watch that now, even if it's not, do, do you up, think? Do you think that was really happening, even in like the like late forties, early fifties, to where they were just like, "Oh, you're drunk, just go sit in here." I mean, the small towns, probably, but I mean, not as like, not as. I feel like they were Billy Clark. often. No, because no, they weren't. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I feel like even now you watch it and you think to yourself, "Wow!" Like Andy Griffin. I mean, uh, Ron Howard was Opie. So I don't know. I, I feel like it has some. Some merit, um, because Ron Howard was Opie. Well, no, because I mean, what's your I, I, favorite Ron Howard movie? Oh, um, probably. I don't know, man. That's a hard question. That he was in there, or, or that he actually directed. Obviously, not that he was in his acting is horrendous. You know, I don't know, man. Like, name a Ron Howard movie. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I want to say <laughs> Apollo thirteen. Was Apollo thirteen? I want to be. Might be wrong though. I don't. I don't think you're right. I mean, let's see. He, he was the director of Apollo 13. Yeah, what? I'm surprised you didn't say. I'm, I'm looking it up. Oh, are you? The only ones I can uh, name off the top see. of my head are Cinderella Man and uh, Da Vinci Code, which are both like big movies, obviously. But on IMDb, his first, the first one under known for is the narrator of Arrested Development. That's and then no. uh, let's see. Who's who is the director of Arrested Development? I feel like I should know that. Was it uh, what's his name? Um, oh, uh, you know what? It's a TV show, so they have lots of directors. Really? You know, like different directors for different episodes. I mean, Seinfeld didn't have a bunch of directors. Looks like Troy Miller was like the. Sounds right. Did the most episodes. Well, anyway, guys, I did want to say that I had, <laughs> I, I had an honorable mention that didn't quite make the list, or it was it was there, but then it got taken off. This morning, but that show was Gilligan's Island, which no. I mean, again, for what it was, no, I mean, think about it though at the time, nope. like a shipwreck, no, Professor Gilligan, Skipper, Marianne, um, <sighs> so timeless, it is that they were lost in time, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know, I mean, and the Globetrotters visit them, that one was weird, I have to give you that, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> You know what they say, basketball with coconuts. It's a thing. That kind of wraps up my my list. Um, I, I I didn't do anything else besides movies and TV shows. I don't know. It was a really fun topic to think about and to work on. So I, it was fun. I know you guys have a lot. Better. I mean, we can expand on movies and TV shows all day. I think Matt's got a couple. Well, yeah, for sure. Well, I listed a TV show that we already meant. It was already mentioned once, so we should talk about that next. And okay, okay. I think for our generation, it's probably like it, it definitely fits the bill of a timeless classic. And that's The Simpsons. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, who didn't grow up watching The Simpsons basically every day, you know, seeing seeing the reruns in, in, at like five o'clock every day? Not only that, but I feel like you're not a celebrity unless you've done a celebrity voice on The Simpsons. 
Yeah. Like you've had everybody from like Conan O'Brien, Tony Hawk. You've had Blink-182 was on there. Uh, I think the Smashing Pumpkins were there. <laughs> yep. I think you had Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart from wrestling. Um, Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> like everybody's been on that show. Oprah. I, I would and... I would one thousand percent agree that The Simpsons is a timeless classic. I I still watch the new ones. I know that's an unpopular thing to do, but I still do. So I thought that they stopped making episodes like a while back. Nope, that's not a thing. They are actually the still new going. Season, new season starts I think tomorrow. Wow, this was this was timely. Yeah. So everybody um, watch The Simpsons yeah, so on Fox. <laughs> they have. We need to get it sponsored. Make yeah. it happen, Stevo. Um, so the they have 31 seasons under their belt, going back to 1989. Wow, and still going. Do you remember the old Simpsons and, episodes? Like, I remember getting angry when I was younger if like an old <laughs> one played because it was just like the crappy animation and Homer oh, sounds like there. <laughs> yeah, completely different <laughs> voices and animation. <laughs> he looks like a turtle. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But you know, there's there's episodes of The Simpsons that you've probably seen ten times. Oh, absolutely. When it ca- came on, you could like recite the whole thing. I can almost sing the monorail song. <laughs> Still in your in your everyday life, something will happen and it'll remind you of some random Simpsons quote. I, I do feel like people need to bring back Simpsons quotes. I feel like it's something, it's a lost <laughs> art. It's something that just needs to happen. How's that whiskey, Steve-O? Good. I think you need another. No, not quite just yet. Like Matt was saying, I mean, I know for sure I used to I used to watch it at five after after school every day. And then I think back when I was a kid, every Saturday night was a new episode. It's Sunday. Think, it's always been Sunday. As far oh, as yeah, Sunday. Remember. That's right. Yeah, Sunday's um, the new episodes. Because it always came on they after play the reruns like yeah. every, every day of the week, basically. Yeah. It was on, yeah, Fox five days a week. It, it was, like it, was o'clock and it was six King o'clock of the Hill like and uh, the Simpsons. I remember they were like sandwiched too. Yeah, like it was like an episode and then, of and one then and the episode of the other. Everyone would end up watching the shows that, like, whatever show happened to be in between the two Simpsons episodes at that time. So, like, for a while, it was the Drew Carey show. Yeah. So, like, everyone what was watched that, the what Drew Carey show just because the Muppet. The Muppet. It, it had like a little puppet thing. It was on in between there. It was mm. uh, what was the name of that show? Unhappily Ever After. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the puppet was played by uh, Bobcat Bobcat Goldwyth. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> Speaking of timeless classics, everyone should watch Greg the Bunny. Greg the Bunny was a great show. <laughs> that was a yeah, great show. Definitely not a definitely not a classic, but no, definitely it, probably not even timeless. <laughs> but it's it's a great show. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, say... you did you did mention Arrested Development? I feel like that's a timeless classic. Yeah. Actually, like it's still like relevant. It's still good. The jokes still stand up. It's still funny. The Blue Man Group is still that a was thing. a great show. I feel I like I could myself. go walk, you know back and watch watch from episode one and, and and still laugh my ass off. Yeah, dude, and I think I've done that a couple times. <laughs> the best part of Arrested Development was like watching it through all the way and then being excited to start it completely over because you realized at about like what three seasons in that like there were so many Easter eggs in the early episodes about what was going to happen, what was going to foreshadow. So you could go back and like catch those. It, it was like even like the banana stand and all, all those things. There's always money like, in the banana stand. There's always money in the banana stand. I feel like Steven didn't watch that show. Yeah, no, not really. 
Cheers. But it's on my list of uh, things to watch on Netflix. So one day. Do it. So I, I didn't I didn't put this on our list, but um, I'd say I have an honorable mention as well for for uh, TV shows. And uh, it's just one personal, you know, just for me personally that I watched when I was growing up. And that was the X-Files. Nice. Just X-Files. I haven't I haven't watched any of the episodes in years, but that's that's still one didn't that it, I can kind of look come back, back for a little while. Memory. Yeah, that is true. Like a couple of years ago, they had uh, like six new episodes, a new season. Yeah. I forgot. I mean, about I did that. watch that, and it was pretty good. But I would, I would but absolutely yeah, I do the X Files. Well. I mean, I'm sure like people could argue and say like shows like 24 were as well, but I never got into it, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, one, yeah. one for me that I feel like obviously is a time. Ooh, it just got spooky. It just got spooky. It just got spooky. Is this the official version or what? I, I feel like it's I feel like it's a ringtone from a Nokia <laughs> <laughs> from a Nokia brick. Anyway, we should but, listen uh, and, like, and, like was, do it with was, the real one. Yeah. I was gonna say that a a show that like clearly is a timeless classic that I don't know how I didn't mention this, and it was a springboard for so many actors and celebrities is Saturday Night Live. Oh, I was thinking about that too. Yes, absolutely. That's like, another show started in the '70s and it's still going strong today. Yeah, I mean it's and I've watched some recent well, not recent because they haven't filmed this season, but I watched some fairly recent episodes and they're really I funny. Them last season. Yeah, they are. did you see? Did you see the one where Tracy Morgan well, came back and was Brian Fellows? Yes, with the squirrel. Now that <laughs> now that is a classic, Brian Fellows Safari Planet. But I mean, how many how many actors springboarded their career from that show? Like, it's there's not even it, there's no point in even trying to name them because there's so many, so many. Yeah, but I guess I have a, probably an unpopular opinion, but I feel like the recent show, episodes aren't as good as the older episodes or seasons. That's, I think that's I think that is a popular opinion. I think there were like three golden eras of Saturday Night Live. You know, you've got your Eddie Murphy era, right? Early 70s. And then you had your era with, uh, which, I mean, Eddie Murphy was like Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, um, John Belushi, uh, what was her name? Uh, Gilda Radner. Um, You had some great talent. Dan Aykroyd, I don't know if I said that, but Dan Aykroyd was on there. Um, And then you, you go a little bit later into the nineties. And that was probably my favorite setup of characters, which was like Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, those guys, David Spade was on there. Um, and then I think Chris Rock was on at that time. Chris Rock was on at that time. That's right. And even, even, you know, slightly after that, the late nineties was good with like Chris Kattan, Will Ferrell, uh, On a gas tire, like like those those people were really really funny. You've got some you you do have some good ones on there right now. I mean, you've got like Keenan from Keenan and Kel. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's the longest you know who's ever ever been on the show. Yeah, he, he's been on the show for more seasons than anyone ever. He's really good. Yeah, he's, he's like funny. perfect for that. Um, but I mean, he's been doing sketch comedy his now? entire career. Kate McKinnon, she's Kate probably McKinnon. like yeah the the biggest. 
name on the show right now. Well, not the biggest name, but you know the the well, one that's the most popular currently. Is I mean, uh, Andy Sandberg still pops in and off. Yeah, I guess he, he's not really a a full cast member. But no, yeah, he was. But he he's, he gets another, featured a lot. Another one of the the long list of names that came out out of that show. Yeah. So, Stephen. But I would say no, the thing your, I would your, say about your opinion wasn't unpopular, Stephen. The thing I would say, kind of going back to Stevens, is, and I think it's always been true, that they're, the skits are really kind of hit and miss. Like, every single episode you watch, there's oh, going to yeah. be a couple, like, badass, you know, just, like, laugh your ass off skits. And there's probably going to be, like, twice as many skits that it's just like, eh. I always felt like the first three skits were great, and then it kind of just kind of fizzled yeah. out. But <clears throat> what I thought was awesome in the, you know, it, it happened a lot in the 70s and a lot in the 90s as well was they would do those uh, like commercials for different like products and those, stuff. Those, <laughs> the, those are great. And Oops, uh, I crap my pants. That's hilarious. <laughs> and now they're doing like the uh, music videos for a while. It was like the lonely Island stuff, yeah. which was really good. Yeah. But now, you know, now they're still doing the same kind of thing with, with like music videos that they, that they made up, which is, which is still really funny. Yeah. It's um. I remember, I'm not quite sure. It might have been like late nineties or, um, maybe early 2000s but i remember um because didn't didn't the whole like roxbury thing come from snl yeah yeah chris Catan yeah. and yeah uh, it was a saturday night live movie yeah <laughs> or was it was that was a saturday it, night live or was it an mtv i think saturday night, saturday night live MT, yeah. mtv used yeah. to have the movies too i guess but it was a saturday night live movie i think right yeah it was and actually yeah there there was a lot of uh Saturday Night Live movies. Yeah. There was uh, Superstar. Yeah. Yep. Uh, MacGruber. <laughs> I forgot about that one. I don't think I ever saw it. I think uh, I didn't either. Uh, Ladies Man. Ladies Man. That was a good one. He was good. I'll have to look it up because I know there were some really there were some really good ones. Coneheads, obviously. Coneheads. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But that, I mean... Saturday Night Live was, I mean, like I said, it was just a springboard for culture almost. And not only that, but like being able to like immediately turn around and make fun of like whatever happened politically that week was, that's an awesome platform. It's kind of like when sometimes when there's stuff going on politically and it's not during the season of SNL, it's like, damn it. I wish it was like, yeah, <laughs> I wish there was an episode this week so they could talk about this because it'd be hilarious. My God, yeah, the um, movies are fantastic. Wayne's World, Blues Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's Pat. It's Pat. <laughs> I guess I there's not as many as I thought. Um, no, but I mean those those man, are already they haven't done one since 2010. The last one they did was 2010. MacGruber. MacGruber. They haven't done one since. MacGruber. Well, I mean, like, what are they going to do? Are, they, are there reoccurring skits right now? I don't. E- I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I, I don't know if I could name one. Because I mean, all of those, all Fellows. of those were based it's off Brian of, Fellow like, movie. Yeah, <laughs> all of those were were made off of reoccurring skits. You know. Yeah. Not like it was a one-off. I mean, there's made. definitely reoccurring skits right now. I can't I, name any off the top. Just don't know what they are. Brian Fellows Animal <laughs> Planet movie. <laughs> Animal Safari. Sorry. Sorry, Nat Geo, we're not getting that sponsorship. Maybe one day, but uh, anyway, Matt, do you want to continue with your list or? Yes. Yes. Um. So we've talked about movies, so I'll go back to the one movie that I listed, 
and this is more of like a personal thing for me, I would still say, I think it's, it's, uh, it should be, it should count as a uh, timeless classic, but it, it's, it's definitely one that's personal to me more, more so than just like everyone calls it a classic. And that would be the movie Top Gun. I just remember watching it when I was like three years old, four years old. I probably just loved it because of the planes. I think you just loved it for the Kenny Loggins soundtrack. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, speaking or the volleyball. Speaking of Top Gun, though, there's uh, Top Gun Two is uh, was supposed to have come out already, but it got delayed because of COVID. So hopefully it that got comes delayed. out. Yeah, because it's uh, Maverick, right? Yeah, uh, Top Gun Maverick with yeah. uh, with Tom Cruise and. It was supposed to come out this summer. Living in San Diego, uh-huh. how many spots have you been to that are Top Gun related? So, because how long have you lived there? About a year. Okay, go on. Um, and you can't, you can't, you can't count passing the Miramar exit. Hmm. Well, with that and like with that knowledge, um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I passed by Miramar and uh, that doesn't count, bud. Seen planes, you know. O- you saw an airplane overhead, so <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I went to the bar that still has the piano where they play Great Balls of Fire when I was there. No way. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Which bar is that? I can't remember the name of it. You, there's a whole thing that, like, if you look it up, you, there's there's all these like different spots that you can go to. They still have the house that the 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 what was the girl's name in that movie? To where mm-hmm. he goes and he like meets her on the patio and then they go inside for a little while and he mm-hmm. take, he has to take a shower because mm-hmm. he just played volleyball. Like that house mm-hmm. is still there. Nice. Yeah. Now the volleyball right, so, courts, uh, I don't know about that. When we do our San Diego trip, we got to visit all of the uh, Top Gun sites. That's what we should do. We should do podcasts from Top Gun. Yeah. Yeah. So we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't so see. I don't, I don't think like the actual Top Gun academy or whatever they called it i don't think it's located there anymore if i'm correct but i could be wrong uh, i don't think it's there no I, I think they closed it down like i don't know 10 years ago i might be wrong i don't think so but yeah it would be cool to uh we'll we'll find a uh a top gun filming site and and uh do a podcast from there steven have you even seen the movie top gun of course i have you, you didn't sound very convincing. No, not at all. No, I had. I just never. I was never a huge like. Other than Tom Cruise, who was in the movie, um, that guy from ER, Vin Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> no, what's his name? Um, George Clooney. I believe it was George Clooney and Vin Diesel. <laughs> Let's see here. What's the guy's name? Like, like uh, I want to say like. Uh... Dude, there's there's a big one in there. There's a huge name in there. He was Batman. Oh yeah, yeah, Val Kilmer. Fuck yeah, George Clooney. <laughs> so, so he, apparently he's going to have a part in the uh, movie, even though he's like not in good health. Have Have either of you watched Cobra Kai? No, I heard it's no. complete garbage, but it's like worth watching. Like, I feel like that's one where like you can just be like fucking wasted at like two a.m. and you start it and you're totally okay. But it's 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 like the continuation of the Karate Kid Academy. Well, yeah, like it's pretty much like following uh, the blonde guy who 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 lost to Daniel, and then I you guess, watched yeah. it. No, I've seen like the little like preview, but you just let Netflix tell you that they that you wanted to watch it. Pretty much, but I haven't watched it yet. Willpower, anyway. Um, 
I mean, it looks kind of cool, but yeah, I, I wouldn't see it as like a groundbreaking thing. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it's I mean, th this is the thing, man. Like once you – like because Mr. Miyagi passed away. So, I mean, if he's not there, well, well, you know, why am I going to watch? I love Kevin Smith as a director. I think he's really good. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite movies by him is Red State. I thought that was like a great movie. As far as like other classics or other movies, uh, I'm not sure if Kevin Smith was the director behind this, but I know he was in the movie. Uh, it was Mallrats. Um, you don't know if Kevin Smith directed Mallrats. He did, right? Yeah, he did. Yes, absolutely. Okay, pretty yeah, sure. I thought so. Um, yes, absolutely. One thousand percent directed Mallrats. But that was the one I saw that when I was like probably like in junior high, and I was like, "This is like kick Fucking ass." Batman, or yeah. Batman, he slams his head through the the dressing room wall and sees her boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Those were some of my favorite movies because it, it like back then it was it was Mall Rats chasing Amy came out around the same time. Um, it was uh, Clerks, obviously. Clerks was a great movie. I remember people being like, "I don't want to watch this black and white," but it was fucking funny as hell. You know, twenty seven guys in a row—that's hilarious. And then, uh, the, I mean, that led way to to Jay and Silent Bob. Did you guys see the re the redo or reboot? No, no. It, I think it's on Netflix right now, but it's like the newest Jay and Silent Bob movie, to where they like go back to like movies. It's brand new. Uh, it's like a year old. Hmm. And oh, they're like one of the main that. characters is uh is uh Harley Quinn. What's her name? His his daughter, the director's daughter. Kevin oh Smith's yes, daughter. yeah, Kevin Smith's daughter. Yeah, yeah, she's one of the main characters in the movie. I might watch that tonight. So Matt, uh, we talked about. Uh, TV shows and movies, and I wanted to get to your last category, which is video games. Um, I know growing up, I mean, I played video games, of course, and I think for, for a while, the three of us played online for some games, but uh, I guess I, I wanted to hear, like, what we games... We played uh, COD4. COD4. Yeah. That's I not guy. what I listed as a timeless classic, but that, that's, that's definitely a, fucking, a timeless that's classic. That's a timeless classic right there. Absolutely. I just felt like I'd run around with the grenade launcher and just like, like, pop somebody <laughs> in the chest with it. Ah, very so, yeah. true. Cheap, cheap kill, but hey, you know, whatever. Um, but anyway, I want to hear your picks for classics. So, well, my one pick for a classic video game for you know people in our age group, it has to be Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That series yeah. of games. Like one through four, basically, and then nothing after that. Agreed. But, but those games are are just absolutely classics. Like everyone still remembers all the songs that were on the soundtrack because you played it for hours and heard like the same twenty songs on repay, repeat. I feel like I feel like Epitaph Records wouldn't exist if there was no such thing as Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> <laughs> Like half, half the, or even fat, like Epitaph. It was like Epitaph, Fat, and Victory were like all of the Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that that's definitely a classic game for for anyone in our the three of our age group. Um, and, and I want to tell you right now, if you changed your control setup to where circle was flip tricks and square was grabs there's something wrong with you you're a serial killer agreed i mean but but that that's a classic game and 
you made me forget what I was going to say. <laughs> Thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> I just remember like the the level. I'm not sure if it was Tony Hawk one or two, but the level where it's like a factory, and there's like mm, molten the warehouse. Molten Is it a warehouse or? Oh yeah. There's like molten lava and like pressers. That, that had to be on. I think number three. Really? Maybe yeah. Because like so melted metal or have, something like that. They just released Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two, like a remake of it, which which I bought uh, for PS4. I, I still want to buy that. It's pretty good. It took me a while to get used to the uh, control scheme again, but uh, it's actually really good. It's really fun. So uh, so I remember who off, used to play the game. I think it was Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk One had the hidden tapes, right? Or was it two that had the hidden tapes? They all did. I think they all did. They all had the hidden but tapes. But I remember if I, I I'm pretty sure that it was this one. It was called like Phoenix Downhill Jam. And I mm-hmm. remember yeah, being it's like, like a dam. There is no fucking way to get this tape. Because it's it's yeah. one of the only levels on there that's like a start to finish. Yeah, it, yeah. Once you get to the finish line, it like teleports you back to the beginning. Yeah. But like you can't go backwards. You it won't let you. Like you can kinda sorta, but I just yeah, remember like, like you gotta like the jump thing up is on downhill, this and grind so on this and then yeah. grind over here and then I remember that one level giving me more stress than anything had ever given me in my eight year old life. No, I definitely agree. And I think, you know, this was the days day be- this these were the days before Google. So these days you could just like look it up and see how to do it. But back then we were like damn, how do you get that tape? Like, it's up there on top of this pillar in the middle of nowhere. Yep. But you, you just had to know the way to, like, go all the way around these platforms just to get there. I also remember, like, and, and I could probably still do it today, like, if I were to, like, play the game, like, I I can't picture how to do it in my mind right now, but I feel like if I were to, like, start it, that I would know how to do it, because I remember that you have to grind mm-hmm. off of this, like, one rail to like shoot you up into the air to get to that middle portion and there were two side by side i remember that but i just can't remember what it what it took to get there and i remember there was another kicker ramp that if you like missed your jump you would just like fucking die that's one of the cool things about playing the remake is because you know it's it's the the graphics are all new graphics but it's the same exact levels the same exact controls and it's like I haven't played this in like 15 years, but it's all coming back to me now. Like I remember it. It's all coming you know? back to me. <laughs> it, yeah, there's definitely a like a big nostalgia factor to it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's one game that like I I want to play again because like I think now like I, I've kind of like passed my, my my video game phase, but that's one game that like I, I love to play again. So maybe I need to look into getting getting it. You got a PS4? I do not. Oh, what a jerk! PS Five boys, yeah. No, you don't. Not yet. I want to get one. I, that's what I was saying. Like I, I think on last week's episode, I mentioned I was like, man, I want to get a PS Five, but I'm not gonna play it that much. Like I will spend yeah. the five hundred dollars or whatever it is, six hundred dollars, whatever the fuck it costs. There's like a four hundred dollar and a five hundred dollar one. If you have the I'll disc buy, drive, it's five hundred dollars. Fuck it, I'll buy the five hundred dollar one, but I just won't play it. I, like, I will too. literally spend like, $500 to not fucking play it. <laughs> I'm not going to get it at the launch, but I'll, I definitely will get it. I, I, you know, I will feel, I, I won't get it at the launch, but I'll feel bad because I didn't get it at the launch. 
I'll feel I I will definitely have the FOMO. You know, if they um if they de- decrease the PS4 price to like 200, I'm, I might buy it, but I got a second PS4 I think for around 200 last year before Christmas, like Black, Black Friday somewhere around there. They like severely reduced the price. So there's two games that I feel like are also timeless classics. One, like sports games we're already talking fucking Madden. Mm. Like you cannot talk about it without Madden. Yeah. Everyone um, played Madden. There's got I mean there was at least once in your life you've played Madden. Yeah. Going back to like Sega Genesis, you know. Yeah, dude. I played Madden. But yeah. uh I think when PlayStation 2 came out, that was like one of the launch games. So that was like one of the first games I had with PS2 was Madden. And you remember Dreamcast when they tried to like take over and do that NFL 2K thing? Yeah. I never played it. I did. I did. I had had the Dreamcast. I remember Dreamcast. Like the only game I ever wanted to get was Taxi Crazy Taxi. Or crazy, yeah. taxi. Crazy, taxi. <laughs> crazy Taxi. And if you remember the entire soundtrack of Crazy Taxi, The Offspring. Nice. Hmm. Yep. Fun fact. But it was the, like Go on. What? I was going to say like it was like the, the GTA but like toned down. It was it, nothing like GTA. Well, you could go around and do your own thing. It right? was like could fucking, you pick up it was, like, it was more like Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it gave somebody somebody got stoned and played Dreamcast and fucking came up with the idea for Uber and now they're billionaires. <laughs> Probably so. But I thought like someone like taxi, like you you went around did missions and all that, didn't you? No, all you did was fucking drop people off. Oh on like, the old literally the all really you did was drive around. On the really old school GTA games, that was one of the things you could do is you could drive a taxi like as just kind of that. a mini game. And pick Do you remember people up the and first drop GTA off? to where you're like it's it's from it was that from that like weird view like way yeah. up yeah That's, yeah it was like the the uh, the top down view yeah the game was awful no it was good uh, for the time it was good it was still awful like it was just like buildings all around you mm-hmm. no was, I played that I played that back then you had to like go to a payphone and like walk up get out of your car walk up to a payphone to get your next mission. That is not a timeless classic because it did not <laughs> hold up. But now you've got like a fucking iPhone on the game. Yeah, yeah. Now now a timeless classic that I feel like does hold up and I would fucking dare bring this game into the room with both of you and have a very fun evening drinking whiskey and playing it. GoldenEye 007. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So I never had an N64, but that's definitely one that everyone played at some point, you know, with you, friends. You multiplayer. Had to, well, I mean, that was the first game that really, like, took on multiplayer. Like, it was the first... Yeah, the first person shooter. Also first yeah. person shooter, yeah. Yep. I mean, it sure. wasn't that the was first like... person shooter because you had, like, Duke Nukem and Doom and things like that, but I remember just getting that, and it was a race to be fucking odd job. Yep. Then, then, like you'd make rules to where no one could be odd job just because he was too short to kill. I think, <laughs> I think I actually played in a band to where we wrote a song called "Race to Odd Job," but I don't remember which <laughs> band it was or what we did, what song it was. I don't remember anymore. But uh, yeah, I feel like like right now, if somehow we could play 007 Goldeneye online, I would be fucking one hundred percent down. 
Like if Hell somebody yeah. if somebody challenged me, fucking slappers only. Fuck you! I'll hide in that crawl space. <laughs> the the well, my favorite was the uh, what was it the remote mines and the proximity mines. Yeah. God, people hated that. Dude, that was definitely fun. Fun. You could do like throwing knives only. Golden gun things like Man that. Golden yeah. gun. Yeah. <laughs> the golden gun was cool. Yeah, we got to figure out how to play that again. Yeah. I I also I remember like oh fuck all I have is the PP7 fuck the PP7. <laughs> that that was a good uh, that was a good call definitely a timeless classic. Yeah, I, I I mean I I can't think of many others. I mean obviously you've got your Mario Brother franchise, but oh I yeah, cannot... I mean you could get into like the the true classics like Mario Brothers. I can't I can't see myself buying a Mario game anytime soon. I like I I don't care about it. So I still have my like original NES and Sega Genesis. Every once in a while, I'll break them out and play them. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Sorry. Hell yeah. So, you know, every <laughs> once in a while, I'll break them out and play like Mario or Mario 3, those those types of games, which is p- still pretty badass. Those definitely I, hold up. They're I currently, fun. I'm looking at it right now. I have a Nintendo 64 hooked to my TV. Dang. Nice. Yep. And you don't have GoldenEye? I do have GoldenEye. Actually. No, wait. That's what I'm saying. Like, if what we could hell? get it into a room and fucking play GoldenEye together. Do you have um? What's the other game that was uh? Super Mario sixty four. Oh, uh, I I liked that game. Yeah, it was good. That was that was a fun game. The Super Mario sixty four really like pushed the limits too, like of like what video games were doing back then. It was like the the if I remember right, that was the first game to where it was like a, a, like you could explore a world. Yeah. Like you could actually go in like three dimensions. Yeah, because like I remember, like you walk into the castle and it, like. Am I wrong? N sixty four came out before PlayStation, right? No, they. I think they were at the same time. Same time. Same day. Yeah, I think they came out right at about the same time. Go. But like sixty four, yeah. like sixty four. So like Mario sixty four. So you could walk into it, the castle, and then to enter a level, you you jump through the paintings or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, no, that's that's just like now we're just we're not even talking about fucking timeless classics. We're talking about nostalgia. True, but hey, that's, that could be in the next episode. N- next week we're talking or about fucking episode. or it's just we just talk about shit we liked. Orcarina of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone. So as we wrap up today's show, um, we talked about timeless classics, which included TV shows, movies, and video games, and really we took a look back at. Things that have held up the time in terms of quality, production, and just overall, um, really nostalgia, and just people have enjoyed them throughout time, you know, from then to now. So, great discussion, and uh, I appreciate EJ and Matt as always weighing in on the subject. And so, before we leave today, I do want to announce that we have a new segment for the show called Booze News. That's right, Booze News, Booze News, Booze News. And this segment is going to entail one of us each week talking about a article that hits on some kind of news, uh, including, you know, booze. I actually picked this week's booze news. Um, it's an article from the independent. It's a UK, uh, publication. Um, so 
evidently there was this, I'm not going to read the entire thing, but uh, there was this uh, study done in the Journal of Studies on Alcohol and Drugs. Um, so there are people that did a, uh, a test where they um, would have somebody go into a bar. They, they had a group of people go into a bar and they would drink until their blood alcohol level was 0.2%, right? So you're legally drunk at that point. And then they would have you strap your uh, smartphone to you and make you walk, basically walk around the block. So they could see your pattern of, of how you were walking. 90% of the time, the doctors could tell when somebody was inebriated. So what they're hoping to do is have it to where within like five to 10 years that your smartphone kind of gives you a little alert, like, yo, bro, you're drunk. You need to uh, call a taxi. You need to call an Uber and get a ride home. Like I, I can tell that you're, you're walking funny. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on this, Steven? You know, it's actually pretty neat. So I think uh, obviously as, as time goes on, like we're going to see more and more of this technology uh, being able to, to aid, or in this case, I guess, aid in um, being able to determine if someone's drunk. So uh, I guess the the hope is that it cuts down on someone, you know, causing someone else harm or just making the wrong choice. And uh, in the in and, the words of the article, it says it is to prevent bodily harm against somebody else, somebody from drinking or driving, or unprotected sex. Really. Those are the three things that it said that they wanted for, to prevent. Huh. Right. Well, you know, I, I think overall, I mean, obviously, yeah, I think, I think it's it's a neat thing. Um, and, of course, if it can help people, then it's, it's always a plus. But I, I do feel like there might be some variables that just doesn't really capture. For instance, you know, if someone just walks weird, weirdly, I mean – well, that's drunk. that's the thing too is that uh, so I also learned something from this from this article today. Um, the way somebody walks, the like the demeanor of which somebody walks, it's called a gait. G a i t. Mm. It is mm -hmm. the gait, um, and so it basically will kind of figure out what your normal gait is. And then if you stray from that, they're just going to call you drunk. I see. Well, then that's pretty cool. I mean, because at least it's kind of, yeah, being able to compare your normal walk to, to you know, a, a, an occasion where you, you aren't walking normally and potentially you are drunk. So, yeah, I think that's good. So, yeah, I guess with that said, like, I, I'm kind of intrigued by this. And I, I think uh, – Here's what I think. I think it's fucking awful. I feel like that there's going to be so many people that are getting in trouble. You're going to get PIs from this public intoxication. There's going to be DWI cases that'll be able to like fucking just like nail you automatically. Um, like you, big brothers watching you. Exactly. Fucking if 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 I'm drinking from now on and this starts to be a thing, my phone is going into my glove compartment and it's not going to know I'm drunk. Oh, they'll find you, all right. I've obviously it'll be like you haven't walked any pavement. You. Your your gate hasn't moved, and I saw you park next to a bar. That's and I'm. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that that series on Netflix called Black Mirror. It's like a real life story, dude. I haven't seen Black Mirror. Oh man, have you met? I have not. I've heard Jeez. of it. 
What are y'all doing in real I saw, life? I saw Black Swan, the one with Mila Kunis. Oh, you, you, you would see that. That's way better. Had some, had some good parts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Matt, what's your, what's your take on this article? No, I kind of like, I'm kind of thinking along, my first thought was kind of along the lines of what EJ said. Any kind of thing that seems like a good new technology is really just going to be go towards what EJ said, where it's like they're watching you. It'll it'll be fucking used against people. Like that's, exactly, it, it's like, it's it's awful. I mean, like what happens? And it's if not you, always what, what, what happens. What happens if like like last week I fucking hurt my leg working out, so now my gait is off. So now my fucking smartphone thinks that I am drunk for a fucking week and a half. And if I get pulled over by a cop or something like that, and they think I'm drunk, but you know, or, or I mean, you know, one that I could really hurt is like uh, diabetics, diabetics yeah. already. Like if you have a diabetic, like a, like, I don't is it called an attack? I don't know. I'm not really sure. But if you, if you have like a fucking, if, if you start like, you know, your blood sugar drops, you start slurring your speech, you start appearing like you're drunk. So then if you're diabetic and you have cellulitis in your leg and you, you, you have trouble walking, now there's like something on your phone that says, hey, your gait is different from what you usually do. And you were slurry when you got pulled over. But this person actually was just low, like had low blood sugar, you know? Like, yeah. It's I, I don't I don't feel like it's gonna be anything positive. Yeah, there's one thing if you've read about a little bit about artificial intelligence, it's it can do a lot of things pretty good, but then it can also d- definitely misinterpret things. Like as EJ was saying, like it can definitely misinterpret just regular things that are maybe maybe you're something's off with you for a certain reason doesn't necessarily mean you were drunk driving and you know, you don't want that to be used against you. Yeah. But surely like you could also just kind of discuss or say, Oh, you know, I'm diabetic or this is my situation. I mean, theoretically that would be great if that's how the uh, fucking system worked, but yeah, I'm going to go and say it doesn't quite work that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I guess we'll just wait and see and see if this, see if this actually uh, becomes a national thing at some point. If it does, I guess we'll see what the results are. But uh, hey, you know, I mean, I guess everyone just, you know. All I know pop- is, is I'm just going to fucking turn off the health thing on my phone. Like, fuck it. I know it predicts, like, if you have a heart attack or a seizure, don't care. Don't want it to know if I'm drunk. I was going to say, just start a podcast, drink at home, and you, you know, you'll be fine. So, well. Cheers. Every- Cheers. As EJ and Matt take their Campari shots, I want to say uh, thanks for listening today to our show. That concludes Three Dudes with Booze, Timeless Classics. And as always, we'll be back next week with a new topic, three new drinks, and more discussions. So, hey, thanks for listening again, and I'll talk. To you, we'll talk to you soon. And we're out.